with give back homes it's like we we made this for the real estate industry because obviously they're in the business of homes so that makes sense and so if anybody in real estate has any sort of inkling to want to give back we just make it super easy and streamlined for them to do that this is stay paid the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated find inspiration and discover proven real world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our Take Action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidMarketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acree. And before we bring on our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already subscribed, while you're there, drop us a review and we will read it here on the show. Our guest today is Caroline Pinnell. Caroline helped create Give Back Homes to empower the real estate industry to turn their everyday business into an opportunity for social good. Through Give Back Homes, Caroline and her team work with real estate agents, brokerages, and technology companies across the nation to provide them with impactful volunteer opportunities and projects to support, resulting in hundreds of safe homes for families in needs. Caroline, wow. first of all, welcome to Stay Paid. Second of all, I probably, I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your name. I think I heard you laugh <laughs> at my pronunciation. So if you could please clear the air for everybody now with your proper pronunciation. It's just Caroline. Sweet Caroline, Carol freaking line. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just laugh at any introduction. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to have to, (laughs) like, it's me. I have to talk on a podcast. I was laughing at you. I'm just laughing at uh, myself. Don't worry, Caroline. I laugh at him all the the time, time. all the time. It's great. And not just his dad jokes, like literally him. I just Just laugh at him. But that's awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for the introduction. I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. Super excited to talk to you about, you know, we don't have very many people on that have grown like i call it like a nonprofit, like grown like a a charity arm of either Uh their business or just a nonprofit in general walk us through what got you passionate why'd you get into the space and talk to us a little bit about where give back homes is and and what it's all about uh yeah i mean we both my business partner and i blake and i we before starting give back homes we were working in uh at tom's shoes so we were kind of that's how we got into the social impact space it's the company that pioneered the one-for-one giving model we traveled throughout central america distributing shoes um to communities need and so um after a few years we came back from a trip a giving trip and he was actually going through the process of buying a home himself and so you know he was working with realtor and we kind of explained to them like the living conditions that we saw in Central America. And so between all of us, we kind of had the idea of what if we could apply a similar model for the real estate world where, you know, when a real estate agent buys or sells a home, they could potentially help build a home for a family in need in Nicaragua. That's where we first started. That's awesome. Um, So that is a very, you know, quick you know, explanation of how Give Back Homes started. Um, And then basically from there, just kind of the momentum just started growing and growing. And, um, you know, we're here now 10 years later, um, which is pretty insane to say out loud, but um, something I'm really proud of. So, And how many homes have you guys done over time? 
Um, I want to say, I mean, it depends because we've done, you know, over 500 internationally, but then we wow. have build days in the United States where we help build homes here in the United States. Obviously, it looks a lot different. Um, we could build a complete home for a family in Nicaragua or El Salvador in one weekend. Um, obviously, that's not possible here in the U.S. Um, so in the U.S., it's over 200 build days. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's really cool. And um, I forgot what the rest of, of, of your series of questions was. Um, <laughs> well, I can't do it interrogate people but I, I be, i'm curious like um you've had, been at it for 10 years right yes. and like how does one go about how do you survive and build a company as an entrepreneur yeah. building a, a charity because you're very mission-minded right and um right. so it's like how do you balance that hey i gotta grow the business and support the workers and the and because if you don't have the workers and i can't do the giving back how do you balance that and how does how do you think about it from a marketing perspective well, from the beginning, we knew we didn't want to just be a nonprofit that's just relying on donations and asking for donations. Um, you know, we have, like I said, we worked in the social impact world with Tom's where it was a different business model. It wasn't a, a nonprofit. And so we knew from the beginning, we didn't want to do that. We wanted to provide a service to our members, give back homes members, get access to different marketing materials, resources, hmm. networking events, um, things like that. And so they, we built it so that they were actually getting something out of their membership as well too. So, and then on top of that, we delivered this impact of, you know, you know exactly where your money's going because a lot of the agents we talked to, they were like, I donate to charities here and there. I never really know where the money's going or I don't have a deep personal connection with where I'm donating to. I'm just kind of like donating and, you know, you see your name on a banner or something like that. So we really wanted to give every, you know, all of our members um, really meaningful and impactful causes to donate towards. And we wanted them to know where their money was going. So one of my biggest um, goals is to always be able to show them you know, photos of the families, the their stories, updates on how the families are doing, um, all that sort of stuff. So that, you know, it really differentiates us from your standard, um, you know, nonprofit model, I guess. So, yeah. And then I think just staying true, like I said, staying true to who we are. We've never, um, you know, really focused on being big in terms of like employees or numbers. We're always just focused on being good at what we do, being great at what it is we're doing. Um, and that's allowed us to stay alive and thriving for 10 years now. So, so how does it work? You mentioned uh, when you sell a home, part of the commission can go towards the donation. Can agents actually get involved in volunteering? Like how does the whole process work? Yeah. So they go and they sign up at givebackhomes.com. And then as soon as they sign up as a member, they get access to, you know, all of our marketing materials. And then we can set up fundraising pages for them if they want to, you know, have a specific fundraising um, campaign for themselves. And then we'll actually help them coordinate volunteer events, either locally or internationally. So I've done hundreds of uh, build days across the U.S. for real estate brokerages or real estate agents. And then we've also taken trips of um, groups of real estate agents and uh, companies to go help build homes internationally as well too. So um, yeah, they sign up. It's a monthly membership fee and then they can donate as much as the anytime at any amount, any amount at any time. So a lot of our members will donate monthly. Some of them will donate at the close of each transaction on behalf of their clients, which is really popular. And then we send a little thank you letter saying, thank you for working with Luke because of that, you've helped build a home for a family need. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, something as simple as a letter, it sounds simple, but it's so powerful. And then, um, or some members will donate at the end of the year on behalf of all of their clients. Um, so it really is up to them how they want to structure it and whatever works best for them. 
Do the agents ever get their clients involved? Like, is there an opportunity where you can do a volunteer day with your clients? Oh yeah, we highly recommend that. I mean, a lot of our, that's what they do. So we have a member, Jessica Northrup, she's based out of Denver. Every year she hosts a, a volunteer event in Denver and she invites her clients to come out and her vendors. And then um, she also uh, sponsors a complete home for a family in El Salvador as well, That's too. And awesome. she's actually brought her team out to El Salvador multiple times to help build homes there with us. So yeah, she's a, a great example of that. Imagine this, you're driving around town and you see a house that you previously sold with a for sale sign in the yard featuring an agent that isn't you. There's no worse feeling than knowing you missed out on an opportunity for repeat business simply because a former client forgot your name. With Reminder Media's help, you can become unforgettable with your own branded magazine. In fact, 70% of people who receive a personally branded magazine from their agent have done repeat business with them simply because they sent them the magazine. Never Never lose another client again because they forgot who you were. Visit ReminderMedia.com slash Forgotten Agent to request your free sample of our branded magazine. That's ReminderMedia.com slash Forgotten Agent. Take action on this today. Talk about um, like how you think a small business or why you think a small business should have a give back arm of or component of their business and what you why you believe it is a great thing from a marketing and business perspective. Um, I don't necessarily believe that every business should have a market or a, a philanthropic arm. I think if it's something that's important to you and it's something that, you know, you're passionate about, then absolutely. And it's, you know, it's something that you can easily incorporate into a for-profit business. Um, but, you know, as you know, over the past like 10 years, there's just, you see a lot of like greenwashing and cause washing and companies that don't necessarily are, are, are not like authentic or genuine with that's about point, it. So yeah. that's why I don't always say every, every company should. Um, but if you have something that, you know, makes sense for you and that's why with give back homes, it's like, we, we made this for the real estate industry because obviously they're in the business of homes. So that makes sense. And so if anybody in real estate has any sort of inkling to want to give back, we just make it super easy and streamlined for them to do that. Um, any business outside of real estate or any other startup, you know, you just have to take the time to figure out what your values are, figure out what causes are important to you. Um, identify some nonprofits that are going to be able to really truly partner with you. So you're not, you're not just donating money and you don't really know where it's going. You want to be able to build relationships with those nonprofits um, so that you guys can build, start, you know, the foundation of something really great. Otherwise, you know, you either never start it or you do. And then you look back and like, eh, I never really felt connected to it. You know, how do you know if a charity is legit? Like what type of questions should you ask? Cause that's one of the big pain points I think out there for people who give. Um, I agree. I mean, I think that it's always helpful to know someone um, directly at the nonprofit or at the charity that you're working at. Um, I recommend going and visiting it, you know, whether it's a shelter or, you know, something for senior citizens or veterans, things like that. Um, go in person and start volunteering first yourself and see if it's even something that you enjoy volunteering um, with first. And then you can build those relationships and start asking questions about like, hey, what would a, you know, a bigger partnership look like with my business and 
and your organization. Um, and then like, you know, what kind of reports could I get back? Do you guys give me, you know, photos or will I be able to, you know, invite my clients to come out and participate as well too? Can we do an annual fundraiser? Would you be able to help support the fundraiser? Um, you know, those are just all kind of basic questions, but I think just getting actually involved first before, you know, cause also to be fair to the nonprofit side, they get bombarded with people all day and, you know, they don't always have the time and resources to answer every single question right away. But if you start building that relationship and that rapport with them first and volunteering first, then it might make more sense and you'll have, you know, overall more successful partnership and relationship with them. What's your biggest frustration for the people who like, I call them your clients, but the the donors, right? What's your biggest frustration with donors and the people that are involved? Um, I don't have any frustrations with my donors. <laughs> oh, that can't donors. be true. There's got to be some frustration. I'm trying to get the dirt. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm on, um, what do you call it? Those Hollywood access Hollywood or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I will say, you know, I do get a lot, we get approached by a lot of companies who, you know, want to get involved and they, they are very in, in a good way, strategic about it. And, you know, we go through a whole process of like yep. what it would look like and all that sort of stuff. And at the end, sometimes people, you know, to, to your, that sign behind you, people are just afraid to take action or they like, are just like, they'll let little hesitations or little things like stop them from, from just starting. And, um, you know, my biggest recommendation to everyone is just like, let's just start and see where it goes. Let's just take one action and see how that feels. See how good you feel after that. And if you want to replicate it and then we can build upon it and make it bigger and better. So, um, you know, I just think that my biggest frustration in general with people, you know, wanting to develop a social impact strategy for their business is that they don't take action. They are afraid to take that first step. Um, so yeah. Why are they afraid? Is it the giving component? Like they, they are scared to give cause they might need that money. Is it the fear that you won't actually use their money for good? What, what do you I, think it is? I, I feel like, you know, everyone wants to do good. I mean, I, everyone wants to give back. Everyone wants to volunteer, but they're just not always given the opportunities to as often, you know, if somebody said, Hey, like we're picking up trash in at our local park tomorrow, are you available? And if you're available, you might do it. But if it wasn't for that invitation, you would never probably have done it. Um, so I guess my, I, and then I also feel like there's a lot of hesitation where people think that they don't want it to look like they're doing it for the wrong reasons. That's, gotcha. a, that's a common, that's a common, uh, you know, hesitation. Um, and I'd always try and get them to, to look past that because there's really no way of, people are just afraid of being judged and just afraid of like, you know, it's what so people true. will think. And so I think as soon as you get over that hump and just realize, hey, we're doing a good thing regardless. Um, and and it is true. People who are doing good do deserve to have some accolades and recognition. And, you know, they deserve to have more business, more abundance. The more you give, the more that'll come back to you. So yeah. um, I just always try and encourage them to get over that, like, overthinkingness of it. Yeah. Have you always been in philanthropy or is this like your first foray into it? Um, well, before this, I was at Tom's Shoes. Um, I was working in sales and retail marketing there. And then before that, I was working in consumer products for Disney. Um, and then I did a little bit of work with uh, news because I studied journalism in college. Okay. And then I quickly realized I was I was not 
going to be in the news industry. (laughs) (laughs) But I loved, I love the aspect of storytelling and that's something that's really important. You know, like I was mentioning, like I love to share the stories of our families, you know, from El Salvador and and connect them to our donors and our members in Mm -hmm. the U S who are making, you know, who are changing their lives with these homes essentially. Yeah. I would think that is one of the most important uh, pieces. My wife and I sponsor a kid. And it's like getting the pictures right and the letters from them and stuff like that is a powerful reminder yeah. of, you know, why you're doing what you're doing and all that, you know, to, to encourage you to keep going. Um, I do think, you know, I know you say not every business should have a, uh, a give back. I think every business should, but I agree with you. You know, you can't just do it for growing your business. It, it has to be something that you're passionate about. But I always challenge people. I go, look, the consumer because we're in marketing, this is what we do. We love right. marketing. The consumer would rather do business with somebody that they know, like, and trust. And trust, a lot of times, is built on what common values, right? So <laughs> you have a common value that allows you to form a community, common like things that you you strive for and aspire to. And so if you can connect yourself to a charity that you actually love and that you actually want to support all those people that also support that charity are going to be naturally more connected to you in a great way. People want to do business with people of purpose, not people of profit, Um, but it will make your profit grow. Uh, We see this, we do a charity issue of our magazine every year and we don't do it because of the, the benefits we're going to give to charity no matter what, but it is a great benefit for our business and it allows us to spread the brand in a way that we can't do other ways. And so I think it's a really good thing for people to do. Um, but yeah. I think you're right. I think people are just gun shy and they yeah. don't realize that, Hey, you just got to choose the charity you're passionate about and do it. You just got to right. do it. But, um, I, I would love to, you know, kind of close out with asking you like, you know, when you look at, you know, building your business, you look at the the homes that you're building for these people, whether it's overseas or here in the States, um, right. You have a, a really unique perspective of being able to overcome adversity or overcome challenges that you're faced with. What would you tell an entrepreneur right now that is struggling in their business or that is, um, you know, facing hardship? What would you tell them to help encourage them or give them advice of how to overcome and how to keep building? Because you've built this for 10 years now and you're seeing unique things that other maybe people don't get to see. Um, I would recommend, I mean, whenever I'm, you know, feeling that or feeling a little bit of that, I just always try to remind myself that the world is abundant, you know, like there abundance is everywhere and there's going to be more than enough, you know, there's always like this, like, especially in the beginning when we first started a lot, I mean, not a lot, but there was a couple instances where people were basically ripping off our idea, you know, mm. and it was like, <laughs> I was fuming, you know what I mean? And I was just like, I was just in a different place. I was a different person. I mean, that was 10 years ago. And now I'm just like, that was so silly. You know what I mean? Like it, I'm great. I'm, I'm glad that people are ripping off the idea. There's Mm. lots of homes to be built for people who don't have homes. You know what I mean? The more, the better. And, but I look back at that time and I'm like, Oh no, I was just, you know, angry. So, I mean, I guess that another um, piece of advice is that it doesn't last forever. You know, you just, you got to get through it. You'll learn something from whatever, you know, hardships you're going through right now. It'll make you stronger entrepreneur. Um, and it'll eventually that 
really bad feeling will be over, <laughs> whatever <Awesome>. it is. <laughs> and you'll look back and you'll be able to laugh about how silly it was. You oh know? my gosh. The number of things that we look back and laugh about how silly it was. Yeah. What you stressed oh, over and you're like, it didn't matter. I mean, it mattered, <laughs> but it didn't matter. <laughs> oh yeah. We, we had like our, you know, our websites would go down even today. You know, it's just like little things like that. But back then when we were first starting, I was like, oh my God, like as if like millions of people were going to our website daily, which was not the case. You know what I mean? So mm. it's just like, everything's going to be okay. We're going to figure it out. There's this <laughs> so. interesting study on that point of uh, like the power of communication and uh -huh. communication with your team or with your clients. And um, they studied different teams and how they communicated with each other. And what they found was one of the characteristics of really good teams that executed well and had high trust was there was not an emotional style of communication. Meaning when something bad <laughs> happened, people didn't get all emotional and frantic about it. They were very just calm and collected. And it applies yeah. to kind of what you're saying of like, you look back and you go, yeah, why did I waste any emotional energy on yeah. this situation instead of just using it as a whatever a chance to get better yeah. right and you think about the team members that maybe report to you and it's like so often you just want to be like passionately you know well, how can you let this happen you know type idea but it's like yeah. no 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 just being calm collected and just say hey, this is an opportunity to grow this is an opportunity to get better we got we got to move this forward it builds so much trust in that team right. member and then obviously you get to spend your energy doing something positive not negative <laughs> Exactly. Just refocus. Like if some if something's going wrong in this area of your business, then just focus on a different area of business that's going great and just double, triple down on that until this other situation gets handled. <laughs> well said. Well said. Love it, Caroline. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Let people know how they can connect with you and learn more about your organization. Yeah, you can just go to givebackhomes.com if you want to get involved. You can also donate to any of our projects there. Um, I'd love for you guys, uh, this is an official invite for you guys to come join us on a build trip to El Salvador. Come help build homes with us. Um, and anybody else who wants to get involved either as an individual real estate agent, a real estate brokerage, or real estate companies, um, we've developed some really cool social impact programs for them. Very cool. awesome. So. Thank you again for coming on the episode. And thank you all for listening. You can get the show notes and the resources and the links uh, that Caroline mentioned there at staypaidpodcast.com. Uh, and if you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review, and make sure uh, to share this episode with a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on social media. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Caroline, thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Very Take impressive. Action, guys. <laughs> yes, exactly. Listen to what she says. Your action item for this podcast is really what is your social impact strategy? What are you passionate about? And, you know, I saw this really neat video that talked about how they're studying the brain. And they basically have found that the part of the brain that fires when you have anxiety can't <laughs> fire at the same time the part of your brain that fires when you are grateful for something. And so if you're dealing with like anxiety or if you're dealing with stress and you're dealing with those things, man, you got to get some gratitude. And how do you get gratitude? Oh man, you can get gratitude through perspective and through giving back. And so a social impact strategy, not only is good for your brand, good for your business, it can be good for your overall health. But remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 